You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. I'm also the co-editor of Dunking With Wolves, the Timberwolves site on the fan-sided network. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. Happy Monday, everybody. Today, I'm going to uh, to play part two of the Lockdown Minnesota Sports Roundtable that I had with Nash Walker of Lockdown Twins and Seth Topol of Lockdown Wild. So that'll be coming up here in a minute. I want to hit playoff action from the weekend, a pretty solid weekend of playoff basketball. Maybe not quite as exciting as last week was, but uh, update those series here in just a second. And then some quick Wolves notes uh, came out Friday. The the front, uh, the lead assistants, uh, the front bench assistants for the Timberwolves this year were announced by the team. So I want to hit on that here off the top. And that'll be today's show. Uh, a quick reminder here, as always, you can follow or subscribe to this podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That, of course, includes Apple, Google, Spotify, and, of course, the all-new Odyssey app. That's Odyssey spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T-Wolves. It's at Lockdown T-Wolves. Don't forget the T. And at B-Beacon, two Bs, two Es, C-K-E-N. Very exciting. Late last week, um, was uh, got the Twitter account verified. So both the Lockdown T-Wolves account and the personal account, B-Beacon, are both Twitter verified. So it's all official. Um, make sure that you're following those accounts. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know, thinking, I want to do a, a Twitter mailbag here soon as well. So send me any questions. Um, I guess this is kind of the soft ask to send me any questions that you want to discuss. Going to have a couple of uh, guests on here pretty soon from some other Wolves blogs, some guys from Canis Hoopus, um, as well as uh, uh, potentially, uh, there's less draft to talk about, but maybe some draft conversation. Um, even though the Wolves don't have a pick, you know, who? what are potentially undrafted rookies the Wolves could look at, second rounders if they're able to trade in and, you know, some of those different things. So all that's coming up here soon. And of course, plenty of trade, potential trade talk, whether it's Ben Simmons or any other names, big names that could be available on the market. That'll all be upcoming on the show as well. So send me any questions on any of that stuff on Twitter and uh, we'll go from there. Um, Okay. So the first bit of Timberwolves news, I guess I'll just hit this first, is that the Wolves did announce their top three assistants. They announced promotions. This is on Friday. The team themselves announced Pablo Prigioni and Joseph Blair would be back. Prigioni was already the offensive coordinator and uh, was a front bench assistant. He will be back. We know that David Vanterpool has moved on. And then uh, Joseph Blair had come over after one season with the Sixers and was on the staff last year, but he was not one of the lead assistants. He will be promoted uh, this year. He had spent several years with the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, of course, the G League team for the Houston Rockets, and was their head coach in 1819, I believe it was. Was on the Sixers bench in 1920 under Brett Brown and then came to the Wolves last year. So there's the obvious Rosas connection um, when Rosas was at one point the GM of Rio Grande Valley and then also, of course, the uh, uh, Daryl Morey's right-hand man in Houston. So there's the tie-in there with Joseph Blair. And then the new hiring, which I talked about probably 10 days ago, a week and a half ago or so, uh, Darren Wolfson of Score North and KSTP Channel 5 in the Twin Cities had talked about the possibility of, uh, of the Wolves bringing in Micah Norrie a, uh, a Pistons assistant. That is now official. The Wolves have hired him. He spent the last three seasons with the Pistons, of course, under Dwayne Casey most recently. And his his background is um, he had been an assistant 
in Toronto under Casey. He had then gone to Sacramento under Mike Malone, followed Mike Malone to Denver Denver for a season, was on the staff there for a year with Chris Finch, um, was actually in Denver, I think, for multiple seasons. Finch was only there for a year in Denver. Um, but that's where the overlap was between Finch and Nori, and he's a well-respected, well-rounded coach from everything I've seen. I don't know that he has a specific specialty, but the notes that I'd seen um, just kind of from various local Twin Cities guys' uh, reports was saying that He's a well-rounded coach, maybe a little more offensive-minded, but a good communicator. All the things you want in a lead assistant. So those uh, moves have been announced. Nothing on the rest of the staff from last year, except for we know that Vanterpool and Brian Gates are moving on. Um, and, and, you know, no no news on player development coaches or anything like that. Uh, Kevin Hansen, of course, had been with the team for a little while, former Pelicans assistant. Um, and then Kevin Burleson, the former Golden Gopher, um, was with the team last year as well. So no news on those guys, at least officially. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, in terms of playoff action from the weekend here quickly, before we get to the, the rest of the Lockdown Minnesota Sports Roundtable, um, going all the way back to Friday, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go through every single one of these games in too much detail, but going all the way back to Friday, the Bucks blew out the Hawks. That was like a 30-plus point win to take, to tie that series at one game apiece. The Suns won in a barn burner, 84-80 to on Saturday over the Clippers to take a commanding 3-1 lead. They did not play Sunday. So that series, uh, they only had the one game this weekend. So that's 3-1 with, with game five coming this evening, Monday night. And uh, Sunday, then, the Bucks outlasted the Hawks with a big fourth quarter and took a 2-1 lead in that series. So you've got 2-1 Milwaukee in the East, 3-1 Phoenix in the West. That series could come to a close as early as tonight on Monday, which is just insane to think the Phoenix Suns could be in the Western Conference Finals after missing the playoffs just last year. Um, but here we are, and, uh, and, and Milwaukee now very well could take a commanding lead in the in the Eastern Conference as well with the 2-1 lead. And of course, they were the favorites heading into the series. So we'll keep an eye on that. And as always, I should say, the uh, any playoff discussion, the road to the finals, and we're getting close now, is always brought to us by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Okay, I want to get into the the rest of the Lockdown Minnesota Sports Roundtable. I talk a little bit about A-Rod and the Wolves' ownership situation, put a bow on the, on the young player you know, the contract question that I, I posed to, to Nash of Locked on Twins about Byron Buxton, how could that relate to the Timberwolves um, in terms of trying to make decisions on young players and what the next steps are in contract, tough contract situations, navigating the salary cap with young players, et cetera. So that'll be the first part of the, of the roundtable today. And then we'll get into the ownership question. Um, Nash and, and Seth wanted to talk about A-Rod. And, uh, you know, of course, from from Nash's perspective as a lockdown, as the host of Locked on Twins, Twins fans have a special... Uh, I guess you could say special relationship with A-Rod and, of course, where he played most of his career with the with the Yankees. So um, anyway, before we get to all that, though, let's talk about our great friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar of all time. It's not close. It's delicious. There's nine fantastic flavors you can pick from. And right now you can actually get a mix box. You can get two of each of the nine flavors if you're not sure what your favorite is or if you've never tried it for some reason. You need to. Uh, you know, jump in, jump in with both feet by getting a mix box. And that way you're not really jumping in with both feet. You can from there pick what your favorite flavor is and order uh, larger boxes of each flavor from that point forward. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar and just four grams net carbs. You can go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked 15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com.
All right, let's go ahead and jump back into the Locked On Minnesota Roundtable conversation with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins, Seth Topol of Locked On Wild. We were in the middle of a discussion about Anthony Edwards, the parallels between him and potentially Byron Buxton. It's not perfect, but there's some symmetry there. And the, the pending contract situations with young stars for the Wild Twins and Timberwolves. Let's go ahead and get back into that. All right, so finishing up our discussion, Buxton, I want to get both of your thoughts on, like Buxton specifically, but a player like that. Like, what do you do if, if the Wild had a player like that who, when he plays, is so amazing, but he doesn't play enough? Or if the Wolves had, like, a guard who is a 30-point-per-game guard but just can't play, you know, 70 games a year? What do you do in that case? Well, I think the key there becomes getting a dependable backup because feel free to hop in on this uh, from my perspective. The Twins, their backup to Byron Buxton this year was Jay Cave. And that just straight up did not work out. So yes, in immeasurably talented player, but you know, from the wild perspective, let's assume, let's say it's a, uh, a, a top line center that just cannot really get it done. Well, then you better have a center that can be like a one B type guy, or even a, a high two center that can step in and can fill that spot when that guy, um, isn't out there because we've seen this happen in Minnesota sports all the time. You have a guy that's injury prone and you let him go and he absolutely kills it somewhere else. I I don't know. I don't know if there's some, I don't know if it's the St. Cloud situation where all the storms just break up because of the granite up there. I don't know if there's a curse. I don't know what's going on, but anytime there's a player that is super injury prone in this state, they leave, they go somewhere else, and it seems like their career gets entirely resurrected. So you got to keep them. You just have to have a good backup plan in the event that they get hurt. Ben, what do you think? Because to me also, like I love that, but it's also such an investment into him. And then you're also investing in a backup. It's like the Donaldson conversation. Like you have to, you have, to have a backup third baseman. Like there's more money that you're investing on the payroll. Um, but I mean, that's certainly something that needs to happen. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, what I, I think from the Twins' perspective, they, uh, I mean, I thought it was going to happen with Aaron Hicks, and then he got the big contract from the Yankees, and he's continued to be hurt. after He had like one, one and a half good seasons there, so it kind of happened, considering what the Twins got in return for him. Um, but, uh, I, well, and the Twins have tried to do that a little bit with the the super utility guys, and I know that, that Baldelli likes to have the flexibility anyways, but Marlon Gonzalez, Luis Arise, now potentially Nick Gordon, to try and have these multiple contingency plans. Um, from a basketball perspective, that's on the one hand, it's easier because there's less positions and it's a little bit less specialized than obviously baseball or, or even in some ways hockey. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, well, but there's also so much, such limited roster space in basketball too. Right. And so like, you're only going to have two, three of these guys. And we saw that this year when, when D'Lo was hurt, Towns was hurt, then he had COVID um, uh, Russell that was hurt. Edward or uh, Beasley was hurt hurt and he was suspended. Um, and, and as soon as you lose like three guys, if you have three scores and two of them are out now, what do you do? You've got Josh Akogi shooting three threes a game and that's not what you want. You've got, um, you know, end of the bench guys forced into duty. And, and so basketball, it's almost like, well, I don't know with any sport, I guess when you lose guys that are that important, it's impossible to like, to yeah. really plug in for them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to, to answer your question, in terms of the wolves, I don't know that there's, there's a really great parallel to the Buxton situation, but um, I mean, you like D'Angelo Russell, you mentioned, you know, trying to keep 
guys happy, like guys that want to be in Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell's in a year, like say he's got a, he has a good year. He'll be an expiring contract following this year, right? He's got two years left on his deal. So if he has a good year, but this team caps out at 45 wins and we're pretty sure that D'Lo isn't ever going to be good enough defensively or consistent enough to be like a true bona fide all-star superstar type guy, then do you trade him and risk upsetting Cat? You know, that's a real conversation. And I think the Wolves are hoping he has a monster year so they could maybe trade him because long-term, I don't know that he's, you know, your number two option on a championship team. So do you risk upsetting Cat, who then could walk the year after that or demand a trade, Anthony Davis style? Um, it's a similar sort of conundrum where like, you know, how much, you know, they're already pretty pot committed to this, but when do you pull the shoot? If and when do you pull the shoot? I want to say to like, what, how, what extent do you go to make just because they want to be here? What extent do you go to make them happy? You know? And I think it does come to mind. Like I loved the D'Lo move. I did. Like I thought getting D'Lo was awesome, but was that a franchise altering move? Like you watched the lottery last night. And I think you, you have to think about it and be like, yes, Kat's a great, great player and, and wants to be in Minnesota. And like, you want to make him happy and, and win with him. And it's certainly not his fault at all that the Wolves are, are bad, you know, or that they haven't been good. But what length do you go to to like make players happy, you know, just because they want to be, or just because you want them to stay and, and want them to be satisfied in Minnesota? I think it's an interesting thought. And one that is not parallel to like LA, obviously, or like New York or anywhere else, really. I mean, it's, it's like, what lengths do you go to to uh, to make players happy and for cat, I mean we've seen how good cat can be. It's it's not like Minnesota sports like have lack of stars. Like how many stars have right. all our teams had? Like so many stars, great players, but it's just something about like the curse. Like you said, like guys getting hurt, uh, COVID comes along. Like it's just these brutal things happen. Um, I wish we had Luke because we could ask this question with with everyone involved. But I mean, I have to think just given like the year that they've had. And, and the, um, you know, where things stand right now, I have to think that the wild are probably the closest. Uh, I thought there was the twins coming in, but the twins haven't shown us that this year. And I'm worried about the white Sox next year and in the future, but I have to think that, that the wild would be the closest, but legitimately Ben, like, are we close? And then Seth, I want you to say like how close you think we are. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, actually I looked this up and now that looks like here, this is, this holds true for the three of us. Believe it or not, so just looking at this from from a Minnesota sports fan perspective, I would say like, and and I guess I am the host of Locked On Wolves, but I would say that the Wolves are like the most woebegone franchise, right? Like you'd say, oh, since the Garnett era, they haven't been good. They made the playoffs literally one time. The Twins have at least had ups and downs, won a bunch of division titles. The Wild have, you know, basically for the last decade been in the playoffs more or less. Um, and, and the Vikings are a little bit of an exception, but the Wolves are actually have made the conference finals or the equivalent more recently than the Twins and the Wild. The Wild were what, 03 and the Twins were 02. The, the Wolves were 04, um, which is just insane. And, and I guess that speaks to the, uh, the Minnesota sports in general, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think when you, like looking at it through that lens, um, if we had done this three months ago, we would have said, Oh, the twins are the closest. And then the way that the wild, you know, played this season and the way the twin season has gone now, it's, I think it's perfectly reasonable to say the wild are the closest. And if the wolves start out hot next year, we may have a different opinion in six months. Sure. Um, and it, like I said earlier with the wolves, I think they will be pretty good next year. I don't think they're going to be, you know, they're certainly going to be top four, top five seed good, unless they trade for a Ben Simmons or a Bradley Beal. But um, yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I think the wild and the excitement with Kasparov, I, I, I think, 
right now it feels like they're in the best spot. Seth, what do you think? Yeah, I I would tend to agree. And I think it's just because of the shift we've seen. Um, as Ben, as you mentioned, the, uh, the Wilds, with their playoff uh, history, especially over the last like 10 years or so when they made the playoffs, I think it was eight straight years, but pretty much all of those were one and done because, you know, we've seen this team be a veteran heavy team that relies a lot on playing a very gritty style of hockey and the need to like, if we could just get to two goals, we can play good enough defense and hope that our goaltending is good enough to get us a, a two to one win. And now we finally have that guy, that Marion Gabrick, that can uh, take over games. That's the biggest thing, Mm -hmm. is that all of those wild teams were not successful because you had so many guys that got shut down in the playoffs because it was just a collective unit and nobody really ever stood up. Now you've got Kaprizov who can take over a series. And if he gets neutralized by the opposing team, that's less pressure on guys that can step up and fill that void. And so... This team is truly just a couple of pieces away. I mean, they've got one of the best defensive cores in the entire NHL. If they do lose Matt Dumba, they've got a guy in Kalen Addison that can step in and fill that spot immediately. And um, it it won't be the same, but it will be pretty good. And uh, it'll be noticeable that he can, uh, can fill that spot, which then leaves you more money to try to get some other players to sign uh, around your core, which includes... Jewel Erickson Eck, one of the best defensive centers in the NHL. Kevin Fiala, who is an emerging uh, elite offensive player. And of course, Kirill Kaprizov, who could become the next Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon if he is healthy and if he has, you know, requisite players around him. So the mix is all there. I think the other thing that is really important for this team is that Bill Guerin brings a championship perspective and an outside perspective. I feel like, and we may all agree to this on varying levels, I feel like the kind of in-house perspective, while good and kind of knowing like, well, this is, this is what it takes to win around here. Bringing in somebody that's won two Stanley Cups and knows what it takes to kind of build that championship roster while not being married to anybody on said roster is vital. And that's why I think Bill Guerin's the right fit to lead this team because we saw it early in the season. He traded for Ian Cole for uh, uh, Greg Pattern, who was a bottom line wild defenseman. Everybody at the time was like, what? But looking back on it, it was brilliant. It was just such a hockey trade. And that's the thing that he brings to the table. He's not going to leave any stone unturned to fix this roster to cultivate this roster and to keep it growing. We've got guys in the pipeline that are waiting to come up and get their spot. It is high time to be a fan of the Minnesota wild. And uh, I am very glad to be the one carrying the championship flag. And I just hope I can hoist it at the top of the mountain for all of us. For all of us. I like that you said that Seth about uh, bringing in. Cause I, I thought that exact thought when the twins brought in Donaldson, it's like, we need someone who's, who's won. We need someone who has that edge. Like we need someone who's not like has, has nothing to do with this organization. You know what I mean? Like we need someone yeah. like that. And unfortunately we haven't gotten to see him in the playoffs, but that's, I feel like you do need that. 
All right, before we get into the discussion about the Timberwolves ownership group, which is the question that uh, that Nash is about to ask me, let's talk about Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and, of course, all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's go ahead and jump back into the end of the conversation of part two of this Locked On Minnesota Sports Roundtable. I want to finish today. We got we got to talk about the, the Wolves' ownership situation, um, seeing that. I mean, I was shocked when I first saw it, A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. I don't know all the details, but um, it sounds like they're going to stay in Minnesota, Ben, as much as we don't. I mean, we don't trust A-Rod. I don't trust A-Rod. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I don't. Does anybody trust A-Rod? Um, yeah. Well, I guess I guess Mark Laurie does. Not even uh, and Glenn Taylor too. No, but yeah, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, my initial reaction when it happened, like my immediate reaction was, okay, this is cool. Like I wasn't actually worried right away, and then I was like, I immediately slipped into like, oh yeah, okay, Minnesota sports and uh, Timberwolves and Alex Rodriguez, and then I, I talked myself all the way back around to like, okay, this is awful. Like they're moving. And then I did some more research on Mark Laurie and I was like, okay, he's an East Coast guy. Like there's nothing to suggest that 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 this is actually what's going to happen. And then if you really dig into it, and this has been, I'm not the first person to say this, but if you if you kind of dig into the whole NBA, they're eventually going to expand, right? Like they're going to add teams. It's in the NBA's best interest to add teams, not to relocate teams. They got a ton of flack for uh, Oklahoma City moving from Seattle to Oklahoma City. And why not just expand and add a team in Seattle like the NHL is doing? Why not add a team in Vegas? And I think the NBA, you know, the NBA can't keep it from happening, really. I I guess they kind of could, but they can't really. But I don't don't think they are going to encourage a relocation of a team from the 15th, I think, biggest market, 16th, 15th or 16th biggest media market in the country. Um, So I'm, I'm not very worried about it, but until... Until we know that Seattle's getting an expansion team, the NBA is going to hold that over everybody's head, uh, like other leagues have done. And yeah, A. Rod and Laurie can keep that as if they don't get what they want, whether that's a brand new arena or more uh, renovations to Target Center, which I'm sure one or both of those things are going to be brought up. That's in their back pocket as well. So I, I overly, I'm not overly worried. I, I think it's very likely the team stays, um, but. It, there's certainly going to be a little bit of anxiety surrounding the situation, but remember they don't take full control until December of 24 anyway. So, I mean, nothing can happen for the next two, really three, three and a half years. And then the whole relocation process would take years. So like the earliest they could move is probably five, six years down the road anyway. And by that point, I'm thinking that, you know, there's, there's some sort of movement towards something expansion wise happening in Seattle, Vegas, somewhere else. So I'm not overly worried. I think it'll be cool. I, I mean, I wasn't obviously the biggest A-Rod fan uh, when he was playing, but we'll see. I mean, there are a couple of innovative guys, and and I think with an innovative, you know, president of basketball ops and Gerson Rosas and progressive thinkers, and um, I think it could be a good thing. It's just until we know for sure that they're staying in Minnesota, there's always going to be that that little bit of anxiety uh, surrounding the possibility of them maybe relocating. 
Yeah, here's to our team staying here and our team's winning yeah. championships. Boys, that was fun. I want to um I want to like give our credentials and where people can can listen sure. to everyone. Um Topes, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, Lockdown Wilds continuing to just uh hammer out off-season content here now that the off-season is here. We are going through if you're fans of It's Always Sunny, we have implemented the Dennis system for the off-season. So we decompressed the entire offseason. Now we're evaluating everybody. Then we navigate free agency, the expansion drafts, um, negotiates with restricted free agents, unrestricted free agents, identify draft targets, and then set our sights on 2021, 2022. So we got the whole system. We're in it, finishing up the ease right now. So make sure to follow us at Locked on Wild. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook as well. Same credentials at Locked On Wild, and then you can follow me. I like to think of myself as a Twitter connoisseur at Seth Topes, um, tweeting all the time on just about everything. So uh, enjoy that and uh, enjoy everything Wild related. Because if a puck drops in Minnesota, we got you covered. Beaks, man, uh, I need an offseason plan like you, Seth. You've got this ready to go. And, and I guess technically the, the Wolves have been in the offseason for over a month, but at least NBA playoffs is going. I mean, you know, I've talked a little bit about that. We've got uh, the draft, which now is less important for Timberwolves fans. But uh, yeah, uh, Lockdown Wolves, obviously all things Timberwolves. It's still going to be, uh, I think there is a chance that something big could happen this offseason. So we're going to have some uh, some good guests on in the coming weeks to talk about you know, what superstars are available. Could the Wolves actually make a move for a big name for an all-star caliber player, a Ben Simmons, a Bradley Beal, somebody like that. Um, so that's going to be a pretty big focus of the off season. Um, but yeah, Lockdown Wolves, follow anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, on on Twitter. It's at Lockdown T-Wolves, which for the record, I know that barely anybody calls the Timberwolves the T-Wolves. Uh, but that was, uh, I guess the lock, old Lockdown Wolves handle got locked somehow. So here we are. We have a T in the, in the Twitter handle. Um, and then uh, my Twitter is at bbeacon which is two B's, two E's, C-K-E-N. Well, we got we to gotta do a cheers, too, to Locked On Wolves being the first verified account in the state. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's true. Very nice. Cheers to that. This is Nash Walker, Locked On Twins. We're working through it. We're working through it. You know, they, uh, yeah, there's, there's peaks and valleys of a baseball season. We're working through it. But, um, yeah, five days a week, post games for everything. There's games every day. It's baseball at locked on twins at Nash Walker nine on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, I do prospect Fridays, look at every prospect for the week and and what they're doing down there. And when the team's struggling, that's what you sometimes shift your attention to, but post game videos on there as well. And um, yeah, we're working through it. I think, I think they're starting to play better. So I'm hoping that they start to win more with it which um, I think we're all hoping for. But guys, that was fun. We'll do it again with the uh, the Vikings and the Gophers guys. And um, yeah, I mean, here's just some chill. We, we deserve something. Not, nothing since 1991 yep. for the four major sports, right? We got a bunch of Lynx championships. Um, and then for these three, I mean, we've had a we've had a, like 100 seasons without one. So we're due. It's time. It's time. That was fun, guys. Thanks. All right, there you have it. That's part two of the first Lockdown Minnesota Sports Roundtable. Hopefully you enjoyed it. We're going to do another one. As Nash mentioned, we're going to include uh, Luke from Lockdown Vikings and also uh, Lockdown Golden Gophers will participate as well. So we'll get all five of us kind of commiserating. Again, try not to commiserate too much, but there will certainly be some of it because if you're a Minnesota sports fan, 
uh, undoubtedly, we are all good at commiserating. So uh, we'll have that conversation, that that next round uh, of that, maybe even later this week, probably next week. Um, and actually, this morning, as I get in the podcast together, um, there is a bit of news relating the relating to the Timberwolves' interest in Ben Simmons, confirmed interest, which is maybe not surprising, but notable, I think, still. Darren Wolfson of KSCP and Score North is reporting that the Wolves are indeed interested, very interested, I think is the word he used. So that'll be a focus of Tuesday's show. Um, so I'm going to talk about that in more detail and what a possible Simmons trade could look like. Is it just two teams? Is it three teams? Who are the Timberwolves? Who would they give up? How does Simmons fit? Uh, you know, what are the concerns with Simmons fit? Um, obviously shooting is, is the concern, spoiler alert, but like talking through that, how would that work for the Wolves? Um, so I, I want to get into all that um, here on Tuesday show. So be sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following the podcast if you're not already. And uh, you can do that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Of course, that includes Apple as well as Spotify and Google and the all new Odyssey app. You can also follow on Twitter at the now verified at Lockdown T-Wolves and at B Beacon, also verified. That's two B's, two E's, C-K, Ian, that's all I have for you today. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Wolves, of course, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Today's episode was brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Oh, and one final note related to the Ultimate Mock Draft starting... Um, July 19th, I guess, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts. Of course, the one, the only Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba, and former general manager Ryan McDonough. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcast music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.